Welcome to From the Sidelines. My name is Noah Tyree, and I am here with Chad Davis, Devin Davis, and Josh Duvall. How's it going? How's it going? And today, we're going to talk about sports. Feel free to follow us on our Instagram and Twitter, at TheFTSPod. Don't forget to subscribe to our iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube accounts. Send in questions or comments to us at TheFTSPod at gmail.com for our mailbag segment. And be sure to visit our website, fromthesidelinespod.home.blog, to read our latest articles and keep up to date with episodes. And I want to put in a little extra ump onto this, because Devin finally has a nice mic, and we don't have to edit his audio as much anymore. Thank you. I I appreciate that. (laughs) Exquisite quality. And Josh, too. All right, so in our last episode, we did over-under predictions for the AFC. Now we're going to do the NFC. We're going to kick things off with the NFC West. I uh, wonder who's going to come out of that. I think they're no, obvious. Definitely the Rams. But they got the 49ers, the Seahawks, the Cardinals, and the Rams. So let's let's kick it off with the Cardinals, who are yikes. <laughs> That's one way to put it. Uh, they're currently projected over under is at five and a half. Um, my initial projections, I was thinking a little bit of an over, uh, maybe six, maybe seven, if I'm feeling a bit, feeling a bit risque, I might go up to seven. Um, but the, the offense with, uh, Cliff Kingsbury, hopefully, uh, takes a step up, especially with Kyler Murray. Um, we got to replace Josh Rosen after an abysmal rookie year. Terrible. Atrocious. But yeah, but the defensive side of the ball is still looking nice. So as long as, uh, the offense steps up with the new regime. I kind of like where they could go this season. Uh, I certainly can put an over on that because they have to play the San Francisco 49ers twice, and I, I can, I'm able to see them being able to beat them. And then I can maybe see them getting away with a game in Seattle at least once. Uh, and that's three wins right there. Uh, I don't think it's completely out of reach to see them win two games after that. I, I feel like they have a chance. Uh, depending on the strength of their schedule, I haven't seen it. But I definitely would go over on this one. This is Kyler Murray's team. Heisman winner. First overall pick. If He he doesn't even have to be great. As long as he's decent, I feel like they could at least get to six, I would hope. Um, Chandler Jones, the anchor on that defense. Just ugh, the receivers, though. Outside of Christian Kirk, 35-year-old Larry Fitzgerald. They drafted three other dudes. One of those is going to have to emerge. Uh, they signed Michael Crabtree, who's already retired and now unretired after two months. <laughs> David Johnson will be good. Chase Edmonds is a good backup because we all know DJ has durability issues. But I'm going to go over five and a half. I think they get to six. Yeah, I'll take the over two. I'm a big Christian Kirk guy. I think he's going to pop off this year. And, uh, Whoa, what's funny about that? Just that I can't say I've ever met a big Christian Kirk guy before. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just, I just, I just like him. That's oh yeah, it'd be a perimeter wide receiver. Let Fitz anchor the slot. Could become a mm-hmm. nice target and nice rapport with Kyler. I kind of like it actually. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm looking forward to that little little duo there. Hopefully, David Johnson returns to his normal form after a disappointing uh, campaign last season. Uh, he's disappointing for all you fantasy players out there, but. Uh, Hopefully he writes the ship this year. But I really like uh, kind of what the Cardinals have on the de- defensive side of the ball. Uh, DJ Swearinger from the Redskins, now back there at safety. Byron Murphy, nice addition at corner. Uh, and then they got Jordan Hicks from the Eagles. So I kind of like uh, some of the additions they made this offseason. 
I certainly think they also got a draft steal on Andy Isabella, uh, the wide receiver. He's been doing pretty well in preseason, and I'd see him kind of taking over maybe at the slot position when Fitz is a little down in the dumps. But I think they got a little bit of a steal there. Yeah, and going back to David Johnson's struggles, that was a brutal offensive line. I don't think that was all his fault. Um, I don't know if it'll be any better for Kyler Murray back there as opposed to Josh Rosen. Kyler Murray's clearly more mobile, so if he's running for his life, at least he'll be good at it. All right, so we're all taking the over for that? I agree. Yes. All right, well, let's move on to the Seahawks. It'll Seattle. Russell Wilson, um, what's their, what's their over-under? Uh, they're currently set at nine wins. Oh, that's a bit courageous. Yeah, that's that's a word for it. I'm taking the over. Or, no, I'm taking the under, under. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Whoa. Oh, I'm taking the under. Um, I will say that Russell Wilson finally got the contract he deserves. He, he's a bit underrated in my mind. He was able to lead that team to the playoffs that very well should not have, which is probably the reason why they have the nine prediction. If it's not for that O-line that kind of needs some upgrades, and he definitely needs some wide receiver help, to say the least, outside of Tyler Lockett maybe, and some pressure away, maybe with Chris Carson, I definitely cannot see them getting over <laughs> nine. Question for you guys. Can anyone name one cornerback on the Seahawks? After the... Griffin. Hey, we yeah, got that's what one. I was gonna say, Shaq, Shaq Griffin. <laughs> that's, all right, that's all. <laughs> I'm done. They probably have the worst quarterback core in the league. <laughs> it's pretty thin. But yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna join the join the train here on the under. Probably only think they get to seven, maybe eight max. Some difficult games. Got the Eagles on the road. Then the Falcons. Yeah, I just they got some tough games, especially in that division against the Rams twice. Maybe the 49ers make a little bit of noise. Uh, they do have a good linebacking core with Wagner and Wright, but even then, the loss of Doug Baldwin will hurt the offense significantly. And they still haven't found a tight end fix. So, uh, Going back to the loss of Doug Baldwin, I had completely forgot about it when I mentioned the wide receiver core. Do you think DK Metcalf can replace somebody like Doug Baldwin? I think he can step into those shoes eventually. but He's not instantly. Rook- yeah, in a rookie campaign, uh, I don't see it. He has the physical tools, definitely. Second-round pick out of Ole Miss. Yeah, I don't know that it will be able to replace him this year, but potentially in the future. I'm really looking forward to Chris Carson. I think he's going to do pretty well this season. Um, what do you guys think he's going to do? Well, considering the Seahawks have the most run-heavy offense in the league, the volume will be there. Maybe even give Rashad Penny a chance to emerge. But I'm going to bring out the early lock for this division with the Seahawks under nine. I love it. Mark it down. <laughs> I, I am. But, yes, uh, it is a lock for me on the under for Seattle. All right. Well, moving on, let's go to the 49ers. I think this is going to be my lock for under. Are we allowed to have two locks? Yeah, we'll, we'll go two locks on this one. What's over under? Eight. Eight? Yeah. That's a big old lock for the under. 49ers are bad. I don't see them beating Los Angeles twice. I don't see them beating Seattle twice. I don't even see them beating Arizona twice either. Yeah. And that's six wins right there. That's. <laughs> they got road games against the Ravens and the Saints. Chalk those up as L's. 
I, I'm afraid that's just a big fat lock you're under. I like it as a lock because of the the smelly stench coming out of training camp. All the reports of Jimmy G just throwing it to the defense five passes in a row, one practice in the preseason, throwing one for five with a pick. It's just well, not been good for him out of training. He doesn't even have anybody to throw it to. What are his wide receivers? Dante Pettis and Marquise Godwin. I will say Dante Pettis is a nice little pickup. He he was a very good very good wide receiver for Washington. He really was. Uh, I can see him breaking out. The same going for Debo Samuel. He's a little fast guy. He broke away on a nice little jet sweep the other night during a preseason game. I see a little bit of potential from him. I can definitely see some offensive production. It's just it's the defensive side that lacks. Even the pickup of Nick Bosa, I just I don't see it. Even the offensive line seems really thin. It's not what it used to be. I just I don't see them having the production to get over eight games. Yeah, I agree. I do like the acquisition of Quan Alexander from the Buccaneers, though. Even like D Ford from the Chiefs. Um, these could be some nice defensive pieces, but collectively, especially the secondary, they just don't have much outside of Richard Sherman, who's not even that good himself these days. He's old. Yeah. He's yeah. Old. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I could definitely see them having trouble to stop and get off the field to even give the ball to Jimmy G that often. Let's not forget the random tight end breakout of 2018, uh, George Kittle. Baby Gronk. So we're all taking the under for the 49ers? I believe so. No hot takes? Okay. Well, so far we're 3-0 and for everybody agreeing. Um, I'm about to make it 4-0 because... I was about to say, I was about to say, this is cake. This is an easy 4-0. Next up is the Los Angeles Rams. Devin, please inform the over-under on this one. It's currently set at 10. What? Their over-under is 10. I believe it's it's not even high as the Chiefs, but okay. I mean, if Vegas wants to hand out money, they can, take, they can have mine. You mean to tell me the Seahawks are at 9 and the Rams are at 10? That is correct. If you ask me, there's a big difference in those teams. One is mediocre, and one was quite fantastic last year. <laughs> I only went to the Super Bowl. Okay. I changed my lock. I'm going to change it to Los Angeles over. <laughs> I don't even really need to look at a schedule for Los Angeles. The talent on their roster is just too superior. They have the greatest defensive player this decade outside of Khalil Mack, maybe. The offense is just A-plus all throughout, even though Jared Goff absolutely underperformed in the Super Bowl, and there's no argument to that. If they can play like they did last season all the way up to the Super Bowl, it's un- it's undeniable they're going to get over more than 10 points. Dude, absolutely. I mean, freaking Jared Goff, Todd Gurley, Cooper Cup. Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods, like, how can you mess that up? And not to mention freaking Aaron Donald, big Aaron Donald guy. Even the rest of the defense is solid. With Eric, like, Eric Weddle at safety with, alongside John Johnson, and then Marcus Peters and Aqib Tlaib at corner. Play Matthews. Play Matthews with the offseason pickup. Dante Fowler coming back from an ACL injury. Yeah, that was a nice steal they got from the Jaguars. Yes. Ageless uh, Andrew Whitworth, 36-37, still a very viable left tackle. Offensive line can hold up, maybe some notes at guard. Even the tight end position is very deep. Gerald Everett broke out towards the middle of the season. I'm liking their odds to win the Super Bowl this year. 
I'm going to need some more clarity on Todd Gurley's knee issue. Just someone tell me something. <laughs> What's going on? Is he, is he good? Is he not good? They have Malcolm Brown as his handcuff, but they also drafted Daryl Henderson. Should I be concerned if I'm a Rams fan? Like, I don't know. Honestly, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I will say that about the Rams. Their medical staff is quite questionable sometimes. They, they keep out players longer than they should and then play players that they shouldn't. It's kind of in between, but that's kind of part of the problem with the Super Bowl, too. Their depth was kind of questionable. I mean, if they can work on that, man, this is a Super Bowl. Absolutely. They're stacked. Their most difficult game all year is on the road against the Falcons, and I'm still not even sure that they should not be favored in that game. Solid over for me on 10. So I take it we all are taking the over? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a lock on over for Los Angeles. 10 is ridiculous. Well, I'm sure after a consensus number one in the Rams, I'm going to take Seahawks. <sighs> Give me the Cardinals 49ers. Uh, I'm going to stick with the the chalk uh, Seahawks 49ers Cardinals. I'm agreeing with Chad's. I'm going uh, Rams, Seahawks, Cardinals, 49ers. Yeah, buddy. Okay, you get, okay. I'm going to take the 49ers win total is going to be greater than the Cardinals. This is pretty straightforward. I'm going to have to go with the 3-1 side over here. It's definitely going to be Rams, Seahawks, Cardinals, 49ers. Ooh. <laughs> All right, so we trying to make a bet? I'll take one. Sure. I'll put in, I'll put in $10. I'll, I'll put in $10 on that. Yeah. I'm going to stay away from betting money on the Arizona Cardinals. Hard pass. No, I'll do it. Ten I'll do it, huh? All right, sweet. Yep, if you... Devin wins, he gets $20. If we win, we get our $10 back. You get $5. I'm not getting $5. I'm not giving, I'm not risking 20 I'm risking 10 And you guys would split it, so it would be 5 and 5 It's math difficult for people. I understand math. I would but just rather get $10. But we're taking the same bet. Okay, but you guys only okay. You guys can only pay me five each. How about that? Okay. Okay, that's yeah. I'll take that. So you you risk five and you win five, but I'm risking ten, win ten. All right, fine. I'll take that. Nice. Right. What happens if they tie? Just none of us exchange. If I have to choose between Kyler Murray and Nick Mullins, I'm going Kyler Murray. Jimmy Garoppolo, ever heard of him? If I <laughs> they might have to use Nick Mullins. <laughs> oh, I should have brought this up. I would have chose Nick Mullins over Jimmy Garoppolo. Hey? Hey? That's a hot take. This is fiery. <laughs> I'm getting burnt. If he plays the way that Jimmy's been playing in the preseason, yeah. But he's just coming off a torn ACL. I'll give him some slack. All right. Hold on. I was going to say something. i say it. You keep going. I think it's safe to say the Rams are going to ram their way through the... NFC West. We waited all that time for that. That's what. That's the content we got. We literally watched you wave your hands around so you could say something super important just to make the some stupid pun about ramming their way to victory. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Only quality content, boys. Okay. I think after that awful pun, let's just go to the East. We're gonna do the over and under for the Dallas Cowboys, and it is at nine. Nine wins for the Dallas Cowboys. I'm going to say this right now, and I'm pretty sure this is going to be synonymous. 
you're not getting there without Zeke. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Didn't they just offer him today, though? Did they yeah, offer? They him. I think I saw they did. Yeah. It would be the second highest paid in the league. The second highest paid in the league? Behind Gurley, yeah. It was total of 57. 57 mil. Okay. Well, simply put, they keep Zeke and they keep the core that they have around. Vander Esch stays healthy the entire season. The defense, of course, stays the way it was towards the end of the season last year where it was shutting down. I can absolutely see them going over. But if they don't get Zeke, they don't give him the money he wants, and he stays pretty much selfish at this point and declines the contract. And injuries happen like they do every two or three years for Dallas. They're going under. He could be like Dak and refuse his more than what he's worth. Yeah. Like Dak turned down his offer, but it was, even that was too much. Yeah, I'm not a big Dak guy. I don't like Dak. Um, definitely, definitely overvalued in my opinion. I'm a, I'm a bit iffy on Dak. If he wants that money, he's going to have to play for it this year. He was doing really good last year. I'll give him that one. And then didn't show up towards week 16 and 17, but that's all right. This is probably a little bit of a make it or break it for him if he wants that money this year. Well, I don't even think he was worth what they were offering him, and he's over here wanting 10 more mil. <laughs> just like, who do you think you are? I'd like to see him hit Michael Gallup on a streak route once this year. I would, yeah. He, I, I like Michael Gallup. He has a lot of potential. He's young. He's, he's good. I would love to see that. I'd love to see him pop off. And they also got back ex-Monday Night Football color announcer and Jason Witten. Get that man a walker and maybe he'll do something. <laughs> <laughs> He's starting to break down on you. I don't know why they tried again, but all right. Maybe he'll be better at football than he was at announcing. Uh, I, mean, <laughs> I think that's, that's pretty easy to do. Yeah. It's a low threshold. Yeah, but as far as the uh, over-under is concerned, this is a definite stay away from me. Uh, they have a brutal schedule in the second half. Uh, it's pretty easy the first half before the bye week, but, but the games on the road against Patriots and Bears and even the Eagles, Week 16, could be a tough finish for the Cowboys as they come down the stretch. So I'd probably lean under uh, just because Zeke's not there currently and they have some holes on defense, but I ain't touching this one. I am going nowhere near this one. Just for sake of argument, if you made me pick one, over, they get to 10 maybe. I don't know. I just, I think they'll be better than eight and eight. Nine is just that's right at it. I think. I don't know. I feel like right, like nine's right at it too. But if I had to, if I had to pick one, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the under. From the amount of depth, the defensive talent, and the make it or break it situations, the contract holdouts, all have that go their way and they stay healthy. I see them getting a ten. I'll go. All right, so split. We got two for the over and two for the under. Might be our that might be our one of our first ones where we're pretty split down the middle. All right, well, next team, let's go to the Giants. Devin, what's the over under for them? Their over under is currently at six. Under. Yeah, I mean under. they have Saquon, but yeah, under. Oof. Oh boy. Ooh. That is a brutal. Brutal defense. Oh, wow. I think that's the worst defense in the league. It's disgusting. Don't forget Daniel Jones. 
Oh, Devin's just eyeballing their defense over here. <laughs> what is standing? I'm just looking at the, I'm just looking at this roster, and when I see Alec Ogletree is your best linebacker, their best edge rusher is Marcus Golden. Hey, you can't you can't find a better defensive end than Marcus Golden. Oh my, I'm so, okay. I'd love to know what their uh, player prop for their uh, sack total is. Fun question. Between the four of us, have we ever heard of Marcus Golden before? He's from the Cardinals, right? Uh, <laughs> I, I want to say he's from the Cardinals. He's from. I couldn't tell you where he's from. That's my point. Marcus Golden. Yeah. Let me see I here. Mean, I, the one player I can tell you is Janoris Jenkins and Jabril Peppers. How about that? He played with the Cardinals the past two years. <laughs> racked up a total uh two and a half sacks for the past two years. Mm, oh. Superior. Are they going to win a game? I mean, at all? I mean, I mean even play the Redskins twice, I would hope so. There's defensively challenged teams that they could take advantage of. It's just their defense is nothing short of appalling. Uh, they, got a, they got a home game against the Dolphins. I'm sure they'll rack up one win, maybe. <laughs> I, right. could see, I, see, I could see Saquon winning a couple of games just by himself, putting the team on his back. And maybe Daniel Jones steps in earlier than expected and actually isn't a abysmal of a quarterback. Or... Oh, oh yeah, definitely. And with C.J. Conrad coming in at tight end, they've got a lot. They've got a lot coming for him. Let's not forget Evan Ingram here, guys. <laughs> That's and Evan okay. Ingram, the actual starting tight end. With C.J. Conrad coming in, you know, young guy. This episode is not brought to you in part by Kentucky Sports. <laughs> <laughs> I'm worried about Saquon though. He's going to regress from last year because they don't have Odell. Sterling Shepard is banged up. Golden Tate's suspended. The defensive attention is going to be on him and solely him because he's their only playmaker. They have an old Eli Manning at quarterback. He's not going to be a threat to anything. He's good. I like that they picked him last year. It's just that team is just brutal. Ugh. I mean... Their offense is good. Their wide receiver core took a hit, losing players already. My final answer is under. I see them getting probably like four or five wins. I don't see them getting... They need at least another year of draft to even make a a case. It's a big ol' under for me as well. It's an under for me. Easiest under. However, I will say that Daniel Jones is out to prove people wrong right now. I think he's just going to prove us right. I... He's had a good preseason. Yeah, he's actually having a tremendous preseason. So I, he may actually be a real deal type of thing. Let's hope he's doing something in the regular season. They may have actually found something. I've got to wait to see actual regular season competition. That's fair. But Dave Gettleman will be uh, the savior of New York if he finds a gym like Daniel Jones. Makes him like that. Is he really a gem if he was the fifth overall pick? And these standards, and after what Baker Mayfield and everybody said, yeah. So everybody agree on under? Yes. Yes. Yep. Yep. And moving on to another abysmal team in the NFC East, the poor Washington Redskins. I don't think they're going to do that bad. But let's hear the over and under on that. It's six and a half. I'm feeling like right at like six or seven. I'm feeling under, boys. I'm feeling 5-11. and 11. Yeah, I'm thinking and 5. They have no receivers. Literally, Literally no none. receivers. 
Not not a single receiver. Nope. Not one on the roster, actually. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Josh Doxson isn't that bad. And Paul Richardson can have a breakout. Okay, when you're talking about that as, like, your primary go-to option, yeah. Noah, that's when you don't have a wide receiver on your roster. Yeah. I also don't know what all this talk is about this running back committee with old Adrian Peterson and Chris Thompson being the change of pace back. You got your guy and Darius guys. Roll with them. Don't yeah, even ret- play Peterson or Chris Thompson. Just roll with Darius guys. Yeah, he returned to action tonight. Excited to see what he can do when he gets into into some game action. But I was a, I was a big Dwayne Haskins fan going into the draft process, but the fact that he's still struggling to beat out Case Keenum for the starting job entering week one is a bit concerning. Uh, he's lacked any type of poise or performance in the preseason up to this point. So I'm not I'm not sure exactly if they'll be able to reach that six and a half or seven necessary to get the over, and especially if Trent Williams doesn't come back. I mean, <laughs> you're just losing your best player. <laughs> like, trade him or do something. He's not he's he's holding it out for a while. So please do something, Redskins. Yeah, I'm feeling like right at six games. So I'll I guess I'm gonna go a very very slight under. Their defense is actually all right. Looking at this roster, it, it has some names that I actually recognize. I feel like their defense could maybe keep them in some games. I'm not feeling it. I'm not I feeling it. I like, the de- <laughs> I, feel, I like the defensive line a little bit. They'll get some pressure with Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, and like you said, uh, even Sweat and Kerrigan off the edge. But the, John Bostic is your best linebacker. And outside of Josh Norman and Landon Collins, they don't have much in the secondary at all. They have a very aging DRC, but... Ah, he's kind of washed up. I can, I can see being able to pass on him if you got a nice offensive line to give a quarterback some time. I'm definitely going six. I'll go under. Under for me. They're in a tough division with two stud teams. I just hate this team. They're, I don't like them at all. Case Keenum is their quarterback. Dwayne Haskins, if less he just has a phenomenal rookie year, which I doubt, um, I just don't see it for them. So is that an under for everyone? I do believe. Well, moving on from the Redskins, let's go to our last team in the NFC East with the Philadelphia Eagles. Devin, what's the over-under? It is at 10, Josh. Let, let's break this down the best way we can. Do we see them getting two wins over Washington? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do we see them getting two wins over Dallas? No. Nope, nope. Okay, what about... Uh, probably one. Yep, one game? Do we see ourselves getting two wins over New York? I yeah. think so. All right, so that's five wins right there. And they got Andre Dillard. And they even got a nice pickup in a wide receiver with Whiteside. Ortega Whiteside. Those hyphenated last names. Yeah, I'm not even going to try to pronounce the first half of it. (laughs) And they addressed the running back situation getting Miles Sanders, but also picking up Jordan Howard. That alone, that offense right there can probably get you two or three games. I'm taking under. Feeling like nine. I don't know, man. That defensive line is pretty nice. Derek Barnett, Malik Jackson, Fletcher Cox, and Brandon Graham. That's probably the best in the league. Even Tim Jernigan with depth, yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go over on this one. Yeah, the defense is much of the same as what it has been. 
they just lack any depth at cornerback. But the rest, I mean, Malcolm Jenkins and even like Nigel Bradman at a linebacker, they still have some depth, and especially the defensive line is just stacked. Again, if the if they can just do anything to address the cornerback situation, I definitely like where the Eagles could go this year. Matter of fact, if I'm Philadelphia, I see making some trades off of the defensive line to address that cornerback issue. They need to put somebody on those big-name receivers in the NFC and shut them down because they're going to play Minnesota, and Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs are going to rip you a new one. I don't like either of these at all. Ten seems a little high, but nine and seven also seems too low. I don't know. Their schedule is really weird. They They either have really bad teams or really good teams. I need Carson Wentz to stay healthy full year. If he's healthy, I could see them going over. Good point. Absolutely good point. If Carson Wentz can return to the MVP form from two years ago, absolutely over 10. No question. I'm still taking nine. That's what I'm going with. I'm going under. What about if I told you they added Josh McCown, the journeyman of legends? Oh, is that where the part where we plug in laughter to make like that part funny? Or... <laughs> I think we need some audience noise there. (laughs) So we got three over and one under. Yeah. All right. What are your final standings for this for this division, fellas? Give me Dallas, Philadelphia, Washington, New York. Timeout. I would just like to point out the hypocrisy from Josh. What? The The Cowboys have nine wins, and the Eagles have ten wins. He went under for both, but he picked the Cowboys to finish higher than the Eagles. Wait, did I go under for the Cowboys? I thought I went over. So does that, so does that mean he thinks that the Eagles are going to get seven and the Cowboys get eight? Because that's the only possible way that Wait, all did I, did I, come true. Hold on, hold on. Did I, say, did I say under for the Cowboys? I thought I said over. I have it written down as under. That's where we split. You and I went under and Chad Noah went over. Well, half the time, that's the way that division plays out. Like, no team from the NFC East deserves to be in the playoffs, but there's one team that finishes a solid 8-8, eight and eight, finishes first, and gets the four seed. All I know is if the Cowboys finish ahead of the Eagles, and both of them go under, the Cowboys have to have eight wins, the Eagles have to have seven. All right. All right. So if you project the Eagles for seven wins, throw out the hot take right now. And that was right. your daily roast session from Devin Davis. Also, we can make a bet on over under seven and a half for the Eagles. I'll let you have the under. No. <laughs> no Eagles, Cowboys, uh, Redskins, Giants. <laughs> Called him out, made him switch. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to jump on board with that prediction and go that way as well. I'm going to go Eagles, Cowboys, Redskins, Giants. Pretty sure that's the same with Noah. Yeah. And leaving the NFC East to the NFC North, we're going to probably address the most inferior team of this division first. We'll go the Detroit Lions. <laughs> What's so funny there, Josh? <laughs> the Detroit Lions. <laughs> Okay there, bud? Ah, just the Lions in general. They're a funny team. What's their, what's their over-under? I believe their over-under is currently set at seven. Under. All right. 
Uh, your boy's gonna take the over. Oof, why are you doing that, Devin? Cause what that what's what's the biggest hole, Josh? When you look at the Lions roster, you say, "Yikes!" Ah, exactly. I'm leaving him speechless because there's nothing. They're pretty solid all the way around. Um, Stafford's just a decent quarterback. I mean, not gonna win you a Super Bowl, but you're not gonna finish below 500. Um, Carry on Johnson's poised to make a nice second year breakout. Kenny Galladay is stepping into the Megatron role. Uh, even Marvin Jones. And then they got Danny Amendola in the slot. First round tight end, TJ Hawkinson. Pass catchers everywhere you look. Hey, Josh, don't tell Devin. The Lions don't know how to use tight ends. Big facts. That's a conversation for another day. That is not a conversation for another day. It's a conversation for right now. <laughs> If you think that they're going to be able to do something with TJ Hawkinson, but they weren't able to do something with Eric Ebron, who got 12 touchdowns last season in Indianapolis, what makes you think they're going to do anything else? Uh, they got rid of Jim Bob Cooter. You know what? That's a fair argument. I like that. All right. <laughs> I'm going to need the Lions and Matt Patricia to not be dumb. I said this with Washington. Carry on your guy. He's amazing. And I'm not just saying that saying this because he's on my fantasy team. But C.J. Anderson, you can't be splitting carries with on Johnson with C.J. Anderson, an overweight running back who's not even good. Use your guy. He's your workhorse. Don't understand why these teams do this. Yeah, I'm not a big C.J. Anderson guy. Never have been. Never will be. Don't like him. on Johnson, he's a beast. He's going to be pretty decent if you actually use him and not split between him and C.J. Bomb Anderson. I would like to address what Evan did bring up earlier. They have the new offensive coordinator in Daryl Bavell. He is known for throwing a little West Coast scheme into that, using the halfback in catching situations. I don't see him splitting these carries as much as you all are putting emphasis on because CJ does not have the hands to keep up with that. He will be their third down running back and maybe their goal line running back even if Carrion's not doing it for them that game. It really depends on that play calling of Daryl. Uh, one thing I like about uh, the Lions' potential over this uh, season is just some of the how the schedule breaks down. Some of their home games against the Giants and the Buccaneers should be fairly easy wins. Um, and even the road games aren't too difficult with like the Broncos and even the Cardinals. So the games outside of the division, I definitely think they could pick up a few that they might not be favored in, but I feel like they could make some noise. If you want to sleep for a bit, uh, a little long shot, to win the division, to win the NFC North, 12-1. to 1. I kind of like it. There's not a clear-cut favorite in that division. Maybe the Packers, Bears, and Vikings beat up on each other a little bit. Let the Lions slip right in. Uh, no. Whoa. No. <laughs> Don't throw your money away. I'm warning you now. <laughs> and the Lions winning the division is about as hot take as you can get. Are we recording in a sauna right now? Because I'm sweating. It's very, very hot in here. <laughs> hey, I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying if you like a little long shot bet, I could see the scenario. I wanna, I'm going to say this. I will say this. I would consider this a lock for seven wins over. I do. Now to win the division? <laughs> Whoa there, bud. I'm going to need you to slow down. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, I can see them getting over. I'll go over on the seven wins for them. Maybe even a little sleeper lock, but 
I do not see them winning the division. Do not do that. <laughs> Scared money don't make no money. <laughs> He's saying this to somebody who plays poker, people. I just want him to know that. <laughs> How much money did you lose last night? 25 30 Ooh! Ooh, got him. Got him, got him. Ooh, but I still walk away with 50 Ooh! Nonetheless, I'm over on Detroit, but don't do the division sleeper. That's not good money. I'm taking the under. Not I'm with you. Money. I'm with hey. you. I like the under. I don't see them finishing any better than 6-10. and 10. And I also don't think their schedule is all sunshine and rainbows, as Devin makes it out the seem. they got the Chargers at Philly versus the Chiefs. All the NFC North teams twice. Cowboys. I mean, they do have some easy games, but, I mean, they're the Lions. They could drop, they could drop any, any of them. So 6-10 and 10 is their ceiling to me. I'm going under. And I do believe we are going to keep it split 2-2. And move on to the next team. What team would that be, Noah? Let, let's do Green Bay. Let's just do Green Bay. Get it out of the way. Yikes. Yikes. Huh? What, is, what is the over-under on Green Bay, Devin? It's currently set at nine. <laughs> okay, well, that's a yikes. Yeah, I'm going to go with the under. Love Aaron Rodgers. The best quarterback of all time. I don't think he'll be any worse. I think he'll be just as good. I think Devontae Adams is great, but I'm, I'm taking under. I'm going to go under. They're probably a 500 team, but again, they're in a tough division. Aaron Rodgers has been hurt the past two years. Their defense, they signed a couple guys, Amos, drafted Savage, but they lost a couple guys in their linebacker core and their D-line, so I don't – their defense is going to be just as bad as it's been. They have a new head coach. Who, by the way, was the offensive coordinator for the Tennessee Titans, who had an abysmal offense. <laughs> um, I'm not sure how that's going to work out. They're they're a lock for third in the division. They're not going to finish worse than the Lions, but yeah, I just I just don't see it for them. Yeah, they're a lock for third because the Lions, then the Bears, then the Packers. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> People are going to think I'm projecting the Lions to win the division. I just want to be clear. That's not at all what I'm trying to say. I'm just trying to say if you like a long shot bet, <laughs> here's here's your team. No. Sorry. Or not. if you want to lose all of your money and go bankrupt, I mean. Let's just stop. Let's stop. I'm not even going to address Detroit winning the division anymore. It's, it's just a little dabble, Josh. It's just a little dabble. It's not your entire mortgage. <laughs> I definitely see them going nine and seven. I can see them going a little bit above 500 because there's a bit of a chance for a breakout with Aaron Jones. They have the best left tackle in the league. Hey, big David Bakhtiari guy. Man can chug beers like it's nothing. And Devontae Adams, uh, he's very underrated in my eyes. Valde Scantling uh, was starting to make a little bit of his name for himself towards the middle of the season last year. Geronimo Allison was starting to break out a little bit. Uh, if Jimmy Graham can even break back, I can definitely see this offense propelling them to nine wins. But at the same time, let's address your most infamous defense problems which I could go on for days. <laughs> Every Sunday, we would always receive a text from Noah about Green Bay's defense. It never failed every week. Yeah, they're very bad. It's going to be more of the same. There is also, again, breakout potential on this side of the ball, too. Jair Alexander can maybe become a cornerback, a cornerstone for you. 
Uh, Adrian Amos is back there in the safety for you all now. Darnell Savage was a good pickup. The defensive depth is just not there to keep it contending. I just don't see it. I think it's a couple of years before your defense is able to keep you contending. Yeah, I just think it's going to be kind of the same story that you've seen from Green Bay these past few years. Everything's riding on Aaron Rodgers' shoulders, and sometimes his clavicles don't hold up. <laughs> you know, that's ironic, Devin, for somebody who broke his collarbone playing hide-and-seek. Ooh. <laughs> Flashlight tag. <laughs> yeah. hey, I still tagged you, though, bro. Yeah, that's true. So you're still there. there. There was a bush in front of you. You, you forgot to account for that. Oh, Literally dolphin dove over it just to tag me. I've never seen a man more committed to play hide-and-seek tag. <laughs> but uh, I'm taking the under. Under for me as well. I'm taking line nine and seven. You have to go one of them, Noah. I, come on. That's a real thing. Okay, you can take the line, yes, but I need, I mean, for our spreadsheet, I just need an over <laughs> under. Under. Do it for the spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> We're all going under, but it's going to be a stay away for, I think, most of us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on to another possible division winner in the NFC North, the Chicago Bears. I hope Sorry. you don't mean in addition to the Lions. Oh, that's exactly what I was referring to. Uh, their over-under is currently set at 9. You guys have any thoughts? Completely over. I'm taking the over. Ride that defense, baby. That defense is nothing short of spectacular. Uh, Eddie Jackson, what a breakout from him. Haha, ha, Clinton Dix even got a nice little bounce back out of him. Raquan Smith and Leonard Floyd and Danny Trevathan and Khalil Mack are absolutely disgusting linebacker core. Hakeem Hicks, Eddie Goldman, and uh, Bilal Nicholas, if I pronounce that correctly, that rounds out some of the most star-studded 3-4 defense I've ever heard of. The cornerback depth is there as well. Prince Akamura had a very good play. The defense on here is stacked. Amukamura. I, we get the point. I can't pronounce names, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case any football gurus are like, who is he talking about? <laughs> I'm sorry if I offend anybody in advance. Yeah, I love the over. Over nine. Great defense. Trubisky takes another step forward. Tariq Cohen. David Montgomery is a big, big, big pick for me on Rookie of the Year. Big, 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 big picks. Not a big Allen Robinson fan. I am. <laughs> I wonder why that is, Josh. Yeah, because I've had him in fantasy for the past four years and ain't done anything. Who'd you trade him for? I traded him for Gus Edwards, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed that last year. But this year, nope. Nope. Bad moves. Bad moves. Still don't like Allen Robinson. Glad he's not on my team. I'm not mad. He can be on someone else's team. So are we all taking the over on this one? If... The offense can break out like I want it to, and the wide receiver core can get another star in, and the defense plays the way it did last year. Absolutely, that's a lot. Yeah, I'm, I'm liking the I'm liking the over as well, especially if they fix their kicker issue with Eddie Pinero. Cody <laughs> <laughs> Parkey was good. Did you see all the times he hit the pole? Like that's impressive. <laughs> Laser accuracy. All right, so we're all taking the over. Yep. All right, well, let's move on to our last team in the North, which is the Vikings. We got another nine-win over-under for the NFC North 
I'm sorry. Nine wins for Minnesota. That is correct. Yes, that's what I said. <laughs> Who are Vikings? Uh, that would be uh, Las Vegas. <laughs> is there any other questions I can answer? I, <laughs> not any directly. No. Oh, God. The rest of the questions are completely rhetorical because Las Vegas is... <laughs> I can't even finish that. Okay, no, I'm going to go over on Minnesota. I'm going to go I'm gonna go over, too. Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs. Wide receiver core is unbelievable. Absolutely. Dalvin Cook, if he can do something good this year. Her Cousins actually needs to bounce back, and that is a big area of concern for me. He is not playing the, like the money he was paid to do. I love the over for the Vikings. They underperformed last year. They're going to play with a chip on their shoulder. I like Mike Zimmer as a coach. Kirk Cousins is going to bounce back. Davin Cook has to stay healthy. Great wide receivers. Solid tight end. And just a I'm, monstrous defense. Yeah, I was about to say, I'm a big, big fan of their defense. Harrison Smith, Danielle Hunter, Linval Joseph. Or Eric Kendricks, Trey Waynes, <laughs> Xavier Rhodes. This Keep team in players I forgot. Yep. <laughs> this, this defensive roster is very deep. If they can actually play like the way this defense sounds on paper instead of underperforming last year, this is a very big lock for a conference title team for me. I just I think you guys are forgetting something. They just they just have two of the toughest games all year. They got to play the Lions twice. I just don't know. <laughs> I just don't. I just don't see how they can win either of those games. So, I'm thinking. I'm thinking it's gonna be an under for me. Oh, spare us from the Lions what? comments. <laughs> You're, yeah. Okay, that's funny. That's a good one. Maybe if you say it enough, you'll actually believe it yourself. And that's what I'm trying. I know it's week seven when week seven comes around and the Lions pull off pull off the upset. You heard it here okay, first. So uh, three of us are taking the over and Mr. Vegas is taking the under. Yeah, uh, will be so. All right. So what do you guys think the uh, final standings are going to be? Chalk up twenty eighteen. Bears, Vikings, Packers, Lions. I agree. I also uh, agree. I'm gonna go Bears, Lions, Packers, Vikings. What? Vikings finishing. We need to cut that out. That will hurt people's ears. <laughs> What's so bad? He said that was a straight face, like he's being serious. I was being serious. So you're actually putting the Lions at the second spot in the division. I'm sorry. Is somebody like holding a gun up to you, out, like behind this camera or something? <laughs> so Devin, you're telling us that you are willing to bet that the Lions do not finish last in the division, and somebody like. Minnesota, Green Bay, or Chicago may finish last. You just picked them to finish second, so I don't... Yeah, you literally had the Vikings at last. <laughs> uh, they're 13-5 to five to finish third. Are you or are you not saying Detroit <laughs> will not finish last behind teams like Minnesota, Green Bay, and Chicago? Yeah, they're not finishing last. Okay, I'm putting $20 right now on air that you don't have to pay me $20. I don't care. I'll lose it to you, and I don't have to pay it back. It's just a win for me. <laughs> that, 
no other team but the Lions will finish last in that division. Noah being right is his money. <laughs> <laughs> is that a deal? I mean, that's a deal for me, sure. <laughs> okay, cool. I have Noah will give me $20 if the Lions finish higher than last in the division. All right, sweet. <laughs> I swear to God, that Green Bay's defense cuts me on this, man. <laughs> <laughs> that would be. And moving from the NFC North to the final division of the night, the NFC South, we're going to start with my team, the Atlanta Falcons. And their over and under is projected at eight and a half after winning seven games last season. What was that noise? <laughs> I don't know if I speak on the behalf of all Atlanta fans, but that's just middle of my thoughts. I don't I don't know why. <laughs> we have probably the top top three wide receiver core in the league. Mohamed Sanu, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley. Jake Matthews is starting to come out at tackle. Alex Mack is one of the best centers in the league. We addressed our guard situation with not one, but two first-round guards. We addressed a lot of the issues coming from pressure uh, just tonight. Takaris McKinley got an interception. I'm definitely going over, and I'm not just saying that because I'm an Atlanta fan. I feel like we addressed a lot of our situations. Hopefully that one of the guards can break out their rookie year and not take too long to develop. Uh, I'm very proud with what Dan Quinn has done with this team during his tenure. If our defense can stay solid and please, 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 please avoid injuries. I'm begging you. <laughs> Healthy years from Keanu Neal and Deion Jones. Uh, I definitely see them coming out to the divisional playoff at least. Desmond Trufant's going to have to have a bounce back year too. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad you bring him up. Uh, and speaking of hurt and getting out-of-the-way players. I need Devontae Freeman to last longer than four minutes in his first game of the league. I need him to actually stay healthy. He's too good to be hurt as much as he has. But if he gets hurt, I need Edo Smith to do something to show me that we have depth. I need Austin Hooper to have a big year. And you need to win the Super Bowl. Bye. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. If you get a 28-3 to lead, I'm sure you'll win it. I really don't know where to go with this. I'm kind of torn. Yeah, it's a tough one. The line's pretty close to what I'm thinking. If they weren't in such a tough division, I'd go over. Let, let's break it down. Do we see them winning two games against Carolina? No. No. I see them winning one unless they play like last year where they lost all those games in a row. Do you see them winning two against New Orleans? No. No. Absolutely not. Yeah, yeah. I see them maybe getting one myself. I see them winning both against Tampa. Uh, Give me one. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Oh, really? Hey, the last game is week 17 against the Buccaneers. I'm going to take the very, very, very slight under. So what? Out of eight and a half, you're going to go eight. I'm going to go over. I like nine and seven. There's no lack of offensive firepower by any means. Um, they'll find themselves in a lot of shootouts, but again, ultimately, it's the defense that proves how good they can be. Yeah, I think I'm going to go over two just barely, though. It's probably a stay away. Yeah. Well, I'm going over. So we got three over and one under. Yep. All right. Sounds yep. good. And getting 
on from Atlanta will go to Carolina. Carolina stated at seven and a half wins after winning seven last season. Let's keep in mind that this Carolina team did start off, I think, what, five and two, six and two? I forgot which one it was last season. But they did end on all those games with L's towards the end of the season. So I don't know how to really feel about this team. <laughs> Is Cam going to be healthy? How's his shoulder going to be? What are we seeing from the receiving core? Curtis Samuels apparently giving very high praise. What is what are we looking at here? Currently, Vegas has the over-under at 7.5. Pretty good estimate, I think. Um, I definitely like uh, kind of what they have with the offensive side of the ball. McCaffrey, Newton, even DJ Moore into his second year. Uh, he was pretty impressive as a rookie last year. Um, so I kind of like what they have, uh, especially if Olsen can stay healthy. And even their offensive line is pretty underrated. They have some nice pieces with Trey Turner at right guard and Greg Whittle at left tackle. But their secondary needs a lot of work. Um, so if they could do anything to address that position or get a nice breakout, then I definitely like the over, though, for sure. Yeah, I'm taking I'm taking the slide over 8-8. Eight and eight. Um, I really like McCaffrey. I think he's last season established himself as a top five running back for sure. Um, I think this year he'll be, he'll be even better. I like DJ Moore. Cam Newton can stay healthy. I don't like their defense all that much, but I think they have a lot of offensive power, and if they can keep everybody healthy, then they can get the over. I'm going to have to go over as well. They added a few key pieces this season to the defensive side, Don Terry Poe and Gerald McCoy. Granted, they're both aging. Uh, Bruce Irving, Luke Keekley, Thompson. Um, very, very good core but the secondary could need some address. Eric Reed, Trey Boston. Um, this defense really is probably the make it or break it part of this team. I agree with Josh completely. CMC is probably one of the better <laughs> receiving backs in the league. I just I see this team eight and eight, nine and seven, possibly ten and six if Cam can stay healthy. I'm gonna ride the over train for once in. A long time I actually like the receivers on Carolina DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel are, are both primed for breakouts uh, if nothing else fails just dump it off to McCaffrey and let him do work secondary is a big issue they added to a stout defensive line uh, future Hall of Famer Luke Keekley anchors a great linebacking core yeah they don't I don't see them finishing worse than eight and eight maybe nine and seven all right I do believe that is all on over. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Yep. All right. Next one up is New Orleans Saints. Their under is stated at 10 after winning 13 last season. I'm going to let you all start on this one. Uh, this is probably my uh, preseason favorite to finish with the best regular season record. Um, so I'm for sure putting a lock on the over. They probably have the best offense in the NFL, in my opinion. Their wide receiver depth could use some work behind Michael Thomas, but they, with the addition of Jared Cook at tight end and the one-two punch of Kamara and Latavius Murray, I just love the offense. They don't have many major holes that, on the defensive side of the ball like they had in the past. Uh, they definitely improved that the past year. So even their special teams units are good with Will Lutz and Thomas Moore said. <laughs> Not often I mention a punter on this podcast, but when you're stacked like the New Orleans Saints... Uh, you might just find yourself winning a Super Bowl. Yeah, no, I completely agree. They have, Their offensive firepower is 
amazing. Um, Drew Brees, one of the best QBs of all time. You know, Latavius Murray and obviously Alvin Kamara. Michael Thomas is a beast. Yeah, that's the only thing I think that they're lacking in offensively is like a nice wide receiver, too, to back up Michael Thomas. There's kind of a bit of a drop-off there, but, I mean, he's a stud. So, regardless, they've got all that offensive power, and I think they'll do pretty good. The Saints are my Super Bowl pick for this year. I love the over. They get over 10 easily. Hall of Fame quarterback Drew Brees got the most passing yards in history last year. He's coming for Peyton's touchdown record this year. Stud running back in Alvin Kamara. Wide receiver Michael Thomas just got a big payday. Uh, The defense is quite stacked. Like not too long ago in fantasy, you played everyone against the New Orleans Saints, and now their defense is prime for an excellent season this year. The pieces that they've built. I just can't find anything wrong with this team, actually. I just chalk up wins throughout their entire schedule. I don't I don't see them losing much. And after very disappointing playoff exits past two years, they're definitely due. And they're my Super Bowl pick this year. Yeah, this is my Super Bowl pick all the way through. This is my lock for that. Their defensive depth is just unfair, especially on the defensive ends. Eli Apple came into something in the middle of the season after getting away from that dumpster fire New York. Um, Marshawn Lattimore is one of the better young cornerbacks in this league. Patrick Robinson was coming into his own. Uh, the safety, uh, Von Bell was able to hold himself for his age. People don't give a lot of credit to Traquan Smith, but I really feel like he's going to have a breakout year this year. That is my pick for their wide receiver two option coming up. Maybe put Ted Ginn back into the slot. Uh, This team has all the right pieces to win the Super Bowl. I personally think they got absolutely robbed last year. This, to me, is what the Super Bowl team should have been. And I hope I speak to everybody that has common sense that agrees. It just, this is my pick. This is my pick. The rule changers. They got the pass interference reviewable now. (laughs) Yeah. And And I'm sorry that you all had to go through that to get the call to make plays like that reviewable. And we thank you for the turmoil you went through. So is that all over 10 for the Saints? Yep. Yep. Lock that in. And last but least, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. (laughs) Uh, Yikes. Over-under is set at 6.5. Quite a scrappy team, but tough division. Under. Yeah, under for me as well. I don't like Jameis Winston's quarterback play. I can't stand Jameis Winston. Wow. He's extremely inconsistent. Sometimes he can do good. Other times he can throw freaking five interceptions in a game. He even got benched for Ryan Fitzmagic. He might be making a comeback this year. They're not going to get anywhere without finding a running back. They can't keep going between Peyton Barber and Ronald Jones. Yeah, I think they just need a role with Peyton Barber. I personally do as well. I think he seemed very well fitted for a good role like this. Their their guard positions are extremely well. Their their offensive line doesn't get as much praise as it should. Ali Marpet is a stud at guard. Uh, Chris Godwin was starting to come into something towards uh, the end of the season last season. Mike Evans is one of the most underrated receivers in the league. Offensively, this team looks like they can compete. O.J. Howard is even a good guy on the tight end spot. They added Nadama Kinsu, 
this defense is where it's all question marks for me. They got Devin White at linebacker, Mike Edwards. I don't know, man. They did horrible last year defensively. What did they finish? Like 31st? Like, they did terrible. But let's not forget, they did hire Hall of Fame coach Bruce Arians. Byron Lepwich and Todd Bowles are new coordinators. And plus, please. Todd Bowles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Todd Bowles. <laughs> Bowel movements. That's his, that's his name after he's Todd Bowel about. movements, because that's how Willie coaches. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, I'm kind of concerned about what they got on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, I definitely think Todd Bowles is an upgrade over Mike Smith from last year, but even then, the secondary is still lacking. Uh, They do have the acquisition of uh, Mike Edwards from the draft. Shout out, UK. But unless uh, somebody like Vernon Hargraves or Carlton Davis steps up at corner, uh, I just don't see him being able to shut down any of those dominant uh, receivers, especially in the NFC South. But they have some good linebacker presence with Levante David and first-round draft pick Devin White. So they should be able to replace Quan Alexander quite nicely. But I still am thinking the under. It's a really tough division. Uh, I like the other three teams a lot more than the Buccaneers. And who knows how many interceptions Winston will throw. I'm going to go the over on this one, guys. I'm not going to deny what Bruce Arians can do. Ooh, over six and a half. All right, well, I'm, uh, I'm taking the under. Yeah, I'm not, not a fan of their defense. Not a fan of Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston sucks. Their defense sucks. Tampa Bay just sucks. Big old fat for me. They have one good receiver in Mike Evans. Chris Godwin? Ah, I'm not a big Chris Godwin ah, fan. Chris Godwin's good. Chris Godwin's good. I don't know what they're doing at tight end. They need to let O.J. Howard have his breakout year. Stop playing Cameron Brait. Ugh. I think it's an easy under. Six and a half is a lot for a tough division. Being the weakest link, six and ten, five and eleven, under easy. Uh, so how do we see this division finishing? I take it Saints, Falcons, Panthers, Bucks. Uh, that's mine. I'm I'm gonna go Saints, Panthers, Falcons, Bucks. Why? <laughs> <laughs> he just he just burned our eyes with that saltiness. <laughs> that was a ton of salt. I'm just not a big Atlanta guy. I'm not a fan of their defense. Um, I'm a big Christian McCaffrey guy. I think if Cam Newton stays healthy, I think if DJ Moore pops off, I think that they can get more wins than the Falcons. Not by much, maybe just by like one. But I think I think it could go either way between those two teams for me. But I'm gonna take. I'm gonna have the Panthers at second in the division. You can write on this piece of paper about the bets that I will give Josh $10 if the Panthers do better than Atlanta, and he has to give me $10 if Atlanta does better than the Panthers. Deal? Ooh, we got a third bet. We got a third, third one going on. for the night, Josh. Do you accept? Yeah, why not? All right. <laughs> I am not with Josh. I think Atlanta finishes behind the Saints. I don't trust the Panthers at all. I don't trust Ron Rivera. I don't trust Cam Newton. Give me Keep Atlanta sleeping. for a second. Keep I will. Sleeping. And then clearly the Bucks last. I have the bet recorded. If they uh, if they tie, uh, are you just not exchanging money? Yeah, no. Write that down. It goes no. I don't want him going. Well, if it ties, then uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, who beat who this season? That's the determinant. No. <laughs> I have ties will void every bet. All right. So, guys, do you want to go see the Panthers whoop the Falcons in a game this year? 
Oh yeah, I can't wait! I'll completely, utterly destroy them? Well, the best place to get your tickets for that game will be SeatGeek. And let me tell you, they're an amazing app. Like, five stars, ten out of ten, best rating possible. So, all you Panthers fans out there, go get your tickets. All you sad Falcons fans, get your tickets too. You can see your team get destroyed. It'll be incredible. But when you do buy your ticket for that game, be sure to use our code FTSPOD and you'll get $20 off your first purchase. I want you to know that the entire south part of Atlanta is coming to Kentucky right now to murder you. (laughs) I'll take them all on. And that concludes the NFC preview of the From the Sidelines podcast. If you have any thoughts or questions, please email us at the ftspod at gmail.com. And be sure to follow us on social media at the FTSPOD. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. Have a great time.